Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. I definitely had that feeling on social media. You know, people were, uh, yeah, I had a lot of messages, very negative messages. And, you know, I try to put my mind away from that because, you know, people are going to judge without really knowing what happened or knowing the, the situation. And at the same time, you know, there was a lot of fear. You know, there was a lot of anger. You know, people were just like me. You know, people were scared. And, uh, and uh, you know, someone always got to be blamed. That's Rudy Gobert right there, taking the blame on social media when the league stopped, and now the league is starting up. It is here, 4.30 tonight. It's the Jazz and the Pelicans. It's been a long road, PK. Who's ready for some basketball? Yeah, for me, for sure, yeah. I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. Would you say 4.30 is the tip-off time? Yep. 4.30 right there. I'm, I know where I'm going to be. I'm sitting there watching my television for sure. I'm excited to see this team get back in action and the league and all that stuff. Nothing else to me really matters. Everything else is all secondary. And all that other stuff, social media. Social media isn't real. Social media, to a large extent, is a waste of time. I'm glad I don't participate in it as near as much as I used to because everyone's being, not everyone, but there's so many folk who want to be out and be negative and people love to be the victims too and forget all that stuff. It's about basketball now. Pelican star Zion Williamson officially a game time decision. The PK. No, he's not. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't let me tee it up. (laughs) No need to. They created a playoff format that gave his team a chance to get into the playoffs. Zion versus LeBron. Is it really a passing of the torch? Who cares? It's watchable because it might be. Well, it wouldn't be a passing of the torch. It would be more teasing of the torch. Look at this torch. You can have it one day. But not today. I'm still the man today. So we'll yeah, see I don't if, know if, we'll see if, don't know if Zion is good enough to be. Right. I don't know. I'm, well, I'm talking about him individually. The, the, the Pelicans themselves, who knows? I mean, they're a small market team, obviously, in New Orleans. They've already had one star out. What's going to happen next? I can't say that. Uh, I'm not sure how good he can be, but he looks intriguing. And he can really play the part, too. You know, he's got the charisma and all that stuff to build something around. So that's what's interesting and good for the league if it comes to pass. Can he stay healthy? He's had that a couple of times here, his rookie season. But, uh, you know, because it was like the next guy was going to be the next Jordan. It seems like we went through four of those guys before we got to Kobe. And uh, who can be the next on? I'm not, I'm not sure. All right, tonight TNT's got the game at 4.30. You can listen to it on the radio right here on the Zone Sports Network. Pre-game show will start at 3.30. So Gordon and Jake will get a solid 90 minutes in and then make way for the game. First game back, DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Had a lot of guys missing, so that hasn't been the fun part. But the guys who are here, uh, you know, we remember Reggie was new, Marcus was new, so they've been here for the most part, and I think it's been good for everybody. Doc Rivers trying to be positive. We're sitting here trying to figure out exactly what it means with Bogdanovich out, and the Clippers have been down five guys. Lou Williams, obviously we know about the side trip to the uh, strip club. Patrick Beverly, Montrez, Harrell, 
Landry Schmidt and Evika Zubak, who's been their starting center. Uh, five guys. That is, that is a huge hit. They had been the two seed going into this. They also beaten the Lakers a couple times, so that's good if you're the two seed and you've got the upper hand on the on the big dog. Uh, Clippers and Lakers tonight. TNT second game of the doubleheader. That'll tip off at seven o'clock. Anthony Davis for the Lakers had an eye injury in a scrimmage. Uh, he says he expects to play tonight. So he's had some light sensitivity after catching an elbow. So, maybe. Well, for the Clippers, it never was about the regular season anyway. It was always about the postseason. So what happens today really doesn't matter for them. Get their guys back sometime over the next two, two and a half weeks. Yeah, seating is irrelevant for the Clippers. And it's even more. I think it was irrelevant in October. And I think it's even more irrelevant now. Nuggets president of basketball operations Tom Connolly said he has spoken with Nuggets forward Michael Porter Jr. after he theorized about the COVID-19 pandemic being used for population control during a Snapchat Q&A session. Head coach Mike Malone telling reporters, obviously I'm not the thought police. I'm not going to tell any of our players what they can and can't say. All I would say is just be sensitive to the current situation in our country and throughout the world in regards to coronavirus. Michael Porter and any other player on our roster entitle their opinions and have free speech. I'll respect that as long as it doesn't become a distraction. Well, population control is going to become a distraction, PK. You already talked ah, about very, very, very social minor. media. He's 22 years old. He's 22 years old. You expect him to have the answers to this? He said what he said. It's, it's, it's a blip. No one's going to be talking about it at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Where do we rank that with the flat earth comment? Because that was also a blip. We haven't really gone to the flat earth. He's 22 years old. And free speech is nice depending on what you say. Let's throw that in there, too. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. It was nice throwing to Antonio Brown. I was hoping we would get him. Uh, still hoping a little bit. Around us, he was a great guy. You know, you don't really see anything going on at all. You know, he cool down to earth guy. He's passionate about the sport of football. And I can tell in, in him he want to win. He want to play ball. That's a Ravens quarterback, Lamar Jackson, right there. He still hopes that Antonio Brown will be signed in Baltimore. And Antonio Brown has been, well, nobody can deny the talent, but he has been bouncing around because how well does he fit in with the group? Coloring a little outside the lines there, PK. Mm. Uh, he knows him in a different way than the videos and other things that have shown. So, I, mean, I don't know that it's going to happen. But, his opinion on that and play ball. Chiefs are going to be without their running back Damian Williams. He's sitting out the upcoming season due to COVID-19 concerns. So as you consider Kansas City's ability to repeat, consider how good their running game may or may not be. They did draft a first-round draft pick. They have the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire kid from the LSU, though. We've seen running backs plugged in before successfully. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. ACC announcing they're going to play an 11-game schedule this fall. They're going to try and play the 10 conference games and then one non-conference game. That is a nod to the fact that they've got four in-state rivalry games between ACC and SEC teams. So they're going to try and get those in. Other teams may keep a game that's on their schedule. They're not going to be able to play that game on the road. 
however they want to, so I don't know how big a deal that road that is. Uh, Notre Dame is going to be a member of the ACC for the season. They're going to be eligible for the ACC championship game. They're going to play 10 conference games, and they're also getting rid of divisions. It'll be 15 teams, and the top two teams will meet in the championship game. I wonder about the getting rid of divisions things for the long-term PK. Everything else is kind of a short-term adaptation, I assume. I know there's speculation about Notre Dame doing this perfectly or permanently, but I think it's a, a short-term adaptation. But if there was one league where the division really didn't make sense, it's not a nice East-West the way the Big Ten is uh, or the SEC is. And the Pac-12, uh, you know, pretty well split. But it was always, I could never keep track who, even today, I couldn't tell you which team was in which division. They're all kind of jumbled up. There was no nice split in that league. So, Well, you could if you lived there, though. Yeah, if you, if you were following the league, you could just memorize it. Yeah. Right? Well, I'm sure the ACC people have no idea that Utah's in the south of the Pac-12, so I'm not sure that that's that big of a deal. 11 games we played out over 13 weeks. They built in a couple bye weeks. They also have optional dates for the conference title game, so they can move it. They've already acknowledged they're going to move it back one week. They've, the fifth is where they were all going to fall that weekend. Uh, now they're saying it'll be the 12th or 19th, so they got a little more room built in there as well. 15th and Rutgers Scarlet Knight football players tested positive. The on-campus party there, so the whole team's in a two-week quarantine. You have to choose between going to parties and playing football. It's going to have to be a choice. What was that quote you tweeted out from Gary Anderson? We both perked up when he said it. Uh, he who go to bed with... No, that, no, was that is no. not. <laughs> I know where you're going there. <laughs> Something like uh, don't give up something that's the most important for something you want now. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, we've seen that though. That's you know, that's what they, the MLB needs to do at Major League uh, do an investigation into Miami, the Marlins, because they're the only ones testing positive since the league has resumed play. So, what did they do? Probably something also. Probably did something that you knew would be. Uh be a problem and everybody yeah. else is probably just going back to the hotel and not doing the stuff that had caused problems right one of the chief causes of failure is trading what you want most for what you want in the moment that was yeah. what gary said on our show dj and pk hashtag major league baseball Strike three call. perhaps guessing something else two out guessing's harder than knowing Oh, Oral Hershiser for the win. The former pitcher turned broadcaster. Took a shot at the Astros right there, PK. That's what he did. Yeah, that, that's predictable. You, you know that was coming. And they will continue to be. Get it all out. Flush it all out now. Better to do it in April. Oh, wait. We're not in April anymore. So the first <laughs> one of the season. <laughs> Just watching that game last night. And he's <laughs> And it, it went to extra innings. What did it go, 13? It went 13 before the yeah. Dodgers won it 4-2. And the announcer was making fun that he let off the inning with a two-run homer. It's the first time you've ever been able to say that, you know, because they had to put the runner there on second base. I was surprised it went that long with the runner on second base, and that two-run homer obviously was the difference. But, yeah, that's uh, something that you don't – I didn't anticipate extra inning games going that long with the runner on second. Well, the other extra inning game didn't. More what you expect in the uh, 10th inning. The Nationals beat the Blue Jays 4-0. They exploded for 4 in the 10th. Toronto lost their home opener to Washington in Washington. 
the weird year. At Nationals Park. Can't be going back and forth into Canada. They got the numbers over control under control up there, and they, they don't want to let people in from the U.S. So the Blue Jays will be playing their home games on the road until they're ready to settle into Buffalo. Good. Let's not let Canadians into the U.S., I say. Uh, for a while, that had been a thing. I don't know if it still is. What do you mean for a while? Uh, for a while, the border was closed in both well, directions. Well, do unto others as you do unto you. <laughs> Come on, it's in the good book. You people tell me that stuff. You in Jersey right there, do unto use. Cubs turned to triple play, but did they? There's a little telltale hop of dirt there, PK. It's not revealable, and it doesn't matter because the Cubs lost the game. They were down 7-1, and they lost 12-7. But Chris Bryant diving and did it short. Did he short hop that thing? You're asking me? I am. Uh, what did they call? That's all that matters. Well, they called it uh, They called it an out, and he stepped on the bag and threw to first. So Away they you gave go. him the triple play. Their Sweet. first in 23 years. The Giants struggled a little with the Dodgers. Lost two, then won two. Lost to the Padres, then won with three in the eighth, one in the ninth. And they pick up a win, 7-6. Dramatic. Can, can the G-Men already be back? No. It's just a week. It's just a week. I mean, yeah. In a season, it's two months, and 16 teams get in. Dodgers reliever Joe Kelly suspended for eight games, 13% of the season in PK. Predictably, Twitter was alive immediately with like, oh, you can cheat for two years, go to the World Series twice and win one, but but you can't just say something across the diamond or have one bad pitch or two. Eight games. Are you outraged by this? Or you don't care? He's a middle reliever. Well, I don't I don't spend my time on Twitter, so I have no idea about the outrage on that. Uh, I'm done with that stuff. But uh, that does seem a lot. And obviously the folks who uh, were against the Astros would say, wait a second, none of their players got a single game. Joe Kelly got eight. Eight. I would, th- I would have thought under the circumstances with the reduction in the number of games by basically a third that – there wouldn't be that meant a long of a suspension, but it seemed like the suspension matched what would traditionally be on a 162-game season. And especially for a reliever, you know, a starter, they suspend, you're looking at one or two starts. Well, a reliever, and Joe Kelly obviously is a reliever, you know, he could pitch uh, theoretically five, six times during that time. Uh, so I would have thought that it wouldn't have uh, been as much. You know, what do they say, 13% of the season? Yep. Is that what you said? That seems like a lot. What are other suspensions for doing that? I mean, there's no doubt. We all know what he was doing. I mean, you can play the song and dance all you want as far as, oh, it slipped, and boy, I don't know how that happened. And, and, and they always do that. And, and, and I have a, control issues. It's a dog and pony show every time they do that. Uh, but I would have thought that given the fact that the season is basically a third, not quite, but that it would have been relative to that, but apparently it wasn't. Well, a couple things. Uh, how much of that was for the pitch and how much of that was for the talking and I don't know if showboating is exactly the right term, but trying to show them up on the way back. And how much of that was a message to the rest of Major League Baseball? You don't get to throw at the Astros all year. We know you're mad, but it's a bad look for baseball and we don't want you throwing at them all season. Actually, it's a great look for baseball. I get why you say that. I don't think the commissioner believes it. it feels oh. like he's getting shown up. I think that the fans love this type of stuff. 
Oh, totally agree with that. Absolutely. As theater goes, as drama, absolutely. The Astros have it coming to them. It's dangerous. You shouldn't well, be doing All of the back and forth. It's uh, the Dodgers are Ralphie and the Astros are Scott Vargas. <laughs> what is trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801 295 1690. That is Shamrock Plumbing. Craig Bowlerjack's going to join us. 8.30 to talk about the Jazz and the Pelicans, the opener, Dan Feldman, NBA writer for NBC Sports. Pro basketball talk will be here at 9 o'clock. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Let's go! The Big Show. It's a big deal! With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. George Niang with us from the Orlando bubble. Give us kind of the vibe of how everybody's feeling about getting back to basketball. What's the team vibe like? I think everybody's real excited. You know, we have a real chill way about us, but we're, you know, we're also extremely competitive. Nothing has really changed. Nobody's more happier than Jordan Clarkson on a day-to-day basis. I mean, that guy is running around, shooting the ball, smiling, laughing. Everyone's real excited to be back and playing basketball. And I think that's the most important thing, you know, from a basketball aspect is that guys are just excited that we have the opportunity to use our platform for what's going on in this country and to play the game that we love. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes or Toast is brought to you by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical is always open during this challenging time. Call Master Electrical at 801-543-2222. For upfront pricing and satisfaction guaranteed. Master Electrical will light up your day. Question of the morning. What qualifies as a success for the Jazz over these final eight regular season games? BK, the stick to sports crowd took a beating because people did not stick to sports. I read a question, what qualifies as a success for the Jazz over these final eight games? And I would think something like what Jeff posted. Eight no. Well, that would be a smashing success. <laughs> Obviously, you can't get any better than that. Right. And I don't, I, I, I don't know if they're going to go three and five or five and three. Eight no hadn't really uh, <laughs> crossed my mind. Not everybody uh, sees the numbers in it. Shane is a little more philosophical. He says, being able to optimize their talent without Bogdanovich and go into the playoffs feeling strong and confident. When I read that, I thought, that's a PK answer right there. He doesn't really care about how many wins you get in the regular season as long as you're ready to play your best basketball in the playoffs. Because if you win in the playoffs, nobody really cares about the regular season. Well, i got to see how that looks. You know, I don't know how the eight games are going to look as far as that goes. So I can't specifically pin it down to a record because you could play some really good ball and still lose because the other team might just be better. Or uh, you could lose and just look awful and looking like you got no hope. Now, obviously, if they went 8-0, and zero, my hopes for the postseason would dramatically increase because most likely then we would have seen Mitchell be better than he is. Conley, I could argue, be better than he ever was. I mean, we know at times, uh, most of the time, he's been pretty good. Now, it hasn't been that way this season. But for them to win a lot of ball games, he's going to have to be. So there would be obvious positive signs if they went 8-0. and zero. That would just be a shock to world type of thing. Nobody believed in us. We showed everybody. And at that point, go ahead and say it. Although, even if you got to that, 
it would be somewhat meaningless depending on how you did on the, in the postseason, particularly this year when there's no home court or travel or any of that stuff. It's, it's all about matchups, as we had with Justin Zanuck. Oh, that was Justin's thing. Yeah, He's not yeah, worried about the numbers, obviously. So yeah, yeah, home court's out the window. Right. He doesn't care three or four. Just tell me who the opponent is and tell me how we match up right. with whoever they have healthy and playing at the time. And that's all that's going to matter. So in this way, it's it's going to be really, I don't know if it's more pure, if what, what the word is, but certainly the intrigue to me is right there with anything that I've had going into a postseason that's that's why i i just don't think that this thing deserves an asterisk whatsoever to me i can argue it's it's truly about basketball it's not about crowd energy or referees worrying about being booed or any of this stuff that goes on that's all out the window and it's just about the intent of the sport so I could argue, and I have to wait till I get there. I can't say it right now, but I could argue this is most the. I don't know if pure is the right word. I'm a little hesitant to use that word. I've always been hesitant to use that word because I'm not sure anything is pure. But nevertheless, uh, it has an opportunity to be a little more even, I guess. So it remains to be seen. It adds to my intrigue. So as far as the Jazz go, I, I want to hold off. Um, if, if, to me, if they win five games, that would be pretty good. If you go in five and three, uh, you should have a little bit of momentum. You should know you've, you've, beaten, you've beaten quality teams. Everybody down there is quality to one extent or another, Even no matter what their record says. It maybe I'd have to look and see from the everybody off the I can't remember every single team off the east who's there, but in the west you know you got a couple of teams that have struggled. Well, a large portion of that has been injury related, and obviously I'm looking at Portland and New Orleans, uh, Phoenix. I'm not sure how good they are. San Antonio because the Jazz are playing the Spurs twice. Uh, San Antonio, San Antonio in my mind deserves to be there. Even if nothing, it's just reputation, and you got to let the old man just give us lectures each day and his media availabilities. I mean, where would I be without his guidance in the world? I would be lost as an American citizen if I didn't hear him lecture each time he speaks. So I need that. I need lectures, man. Tell, tell me what I need to be doing and who sucks and all that. As far as the political stuff there, eh, get over it. What does it mean? How does people, it impact your life? People are not getting over it. There are a ton of comments here. Just a, a ton of them. And, you know, that's, that surprised me. And, and it's, it's a sports, I thought it was a sports question. What qualifies totally as was. a success for the Jazz over these final eight regular season games? And clearly a lot of people took it that way. We got more comments we can read. People, there are people who have thought processes who, uh, you know, that I wouldn't have anticipated. But once they brought up the point, I'm like, okay. And, and it's still basketball, but there's plenty of, uh, Rocky says, standing and supporting our nation and flag. Uh, Matthew, focusing on basketball rather than their speeches. Uh, who cares, Andy says. They sold out and turned their back on the country. Um, I, it goes on and on. I mean, I can read a bunch more of them, but you get the point. If so, you were a 23-year-old black guy like Donovan Mitchell is, my guess is you're doing the exact same thing. Yeah, I think you're right. And I, I, Honestly, who cares what Donovan Mitchell thinks? Let him, let him think what he wants to think. He's, he's feeling his oats, so to speak, now. He's growing up as a man. And, you know, he grew up going to private schools and whatnot. And uh, so now he feels like he needs to speak out. All right, fine. Speak out. 
<laughs> How does that change the world? For those of you who are against this stuff, and you have every right to be against it, but how's it gonna, how's it going to change the world? How's it uh, standing, kneeling, lying down, rolling over, rub your belly, do whatever you want? How's that going to change the world? I would say that a lot of people uh, who have power in different ways. I don't want to say that Donovan doesn't have power because if you have celebrity and you have a voice and you can get your voice heard by more people than the average person on the street, you know, that is one form of power, right? But there are politicians, there are, uh, you know, people who are really wealthy. There, there are people with power in all sorts of different forms. Sure. And we were just talking yesterday. How much has really changed since Rodney King and the riots 28 years ago? To your point about what is going to change because of whatever an athlete says or the kneeling or whatever cause they support. There are plenty of people who've worked hard for a lot of causes over the last 28 years, but how much have they changed? I have no doubt they've created you know, some change and impacted some people's lives. It's not like nobody's accomplished anything. And yet at the same time, the bigger picture, it does feel like we're back in the same spot 28 years later. There's a lot yeah, of parallels I think, here. I think individuals have changed. Right, individually. Individuals who want to have a better life have worked to have that. And I listen to our, some of the shows, not just here, but nationally. And, you know, you people, BLM, it matters, blah, blah, blah. Well, you're trying to, you're lecturing. And one thing I've learned, nobody's paying attention to your lectures. You can write, you should wear a mask, you should do this, blah, 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 blah. You're, you, I think you have little influence. Individuals are going to make their decisions as they see fit. So these lectures that we're getting from the media... I think they go in one ear and out the other. I think they're pointless. Now there's going to you can't say for everyone. Someone's going to listen to it and think, "Oh, that's the greatest thing." Particularly if they already agreed with it, that's the greatest thing. You know, it's astute. It's brilliant. And if you don't agree with it, oh, yeah, it's a waste of time. Blah blah blah. So what influence are they having? You know, we hear that Hollywood is left leaning. Okay, how'd that work in the 2016 election? Turns out Not it didn't. Too good. No. <laughs> so, so, so why get wound up about it? Yes, all that lecturing and all you can go on. Just click on any noted celebrity. Not all of them, but most of them on the on the Twitter and the social media. They're going to be left leaning. It's who they are. Well, it didn't work last time. Now it worked the, a couple of times before, but then a couple of times before that it didn't work. So we just go back and forth, back and forth. As I say, I think if you are a young African-American male, which is by and large uh, the overwhelming majority of players who play in the NBA, what do you expect them to do? Well, there are people in the midst of all the political comments on our website. We're still hitting on basketball. Uh, Jordan taking the matchup comment to heart, or maybe he already believed that before he... uh, you know, heard anybody say it. Jordan's just about avoiding Houston in the playoffs by any means necessary. Why? Jordan is ready to end up because he thinks the Jazz are going to lose to the Rockets again because they lost to him two years in a row. Now, we could sit here and tell you that Houston's a different team, that the Westbrook move and the Capella move, adding Russell Westbrook and getting rid of Clint Capella, changed the Rockets dramatically. We can make that argument, but I don't think Jordan wants to hear it. He just well, wants to avoid the Rockets. So you either need the Rockets to get beat before you do. Right. 
or you're going to face the Rockets. Yeah, all you can have is them on the other side of the bracket, and then that just puts it off until the conference final. I guess, I guess you could say you could be set to meet in the second round, but one of the teams doesn't make it there either. Right. So whatever happens when the Jazz lose in the postseason, it's going to be, wow, we didn't have Bogdanovich. <laughs> right, because that's going to be a fact. They're not going to have him. Right. So you're going to go to that. Although Whenever Rick it is that they lose four games. Rick took the injury card to another level. I didn't see this coming. Rick posted no injuries that would hurt the 2020-2021 season. It's going to be a short offseason, so there are guys who need surgery in the offseason. That's basically what's happening with Bogdanovich. This is his offseason surgery under normal circumstances. Uh, but does anybody have an injury here that's going to impact him because there's going to be so little turnaround time into the next year? Depending on how far you go, obviously. Oh, well, they're going to have injuries in the 2021 season, so I'm not going to sweat that either. Steve says, does anyone really care? Well, the answer to that is yes, but I don't think that's what you meant to ask, Steve. He's probably saying, I don't care. And he might also be wondering, you know, do any of my friends and neighbors care? Is anyone going to come chat me up? Hey, you see the game last night? Hey, you think they're going to win this series? All the conversations that usually dot the workplace. And, of course, the workplace is different for some people now, too, obviously. Well, I would ask, did he ever care? Oh, that's well. I think uh, yeah, because otherwise you're not following our Facebook page and posting on it. Uh, not necessarily. You don't have to be. I don't. I don't know what the percentage is, but I don't think you have to be a an NBA fan, b a Jazz fan to follow us. We talk other stuff beyond that, which is why I, I, I love the job so much. I don't. I don't get pinned down as a beat writer or as an expert. I personally wouldn't want to be a fill in the blank NBA expert. I like talking about them all. So I, I think there's possibilities of that this man, whoever it was, was never really into it to begin with. Andrew says, Zzz, you sound asleep. When are the playoffs? Well, they're about two and a half, three weeks out. They're going to have one back-to-back. They're playing eight games every other day, so do the math. Well, that, see, but I think that that's a wrong attitude because of the fact that Bogdanovich is out. They have to see, and we have to see, how they perform without a real significant piece. And so for them, you know, you look at the Clippers and the Lakers, and we just spoke maybe the Lakers, since they're going to have a couple guys out. But the Clippers, uh, I would anticipate most of their guys getting back when it matters the most. So for them, you know, what does the regular season mean? For the Rockets and for Denver, you know, what, do the, what does the regular season mean for those teams? Uh, and you already mentioned San Antonio. Probably not a whole lot. But for the Jazz, we get a little bit of an insight, and maybe a lot of insight, into how the postseason could potentially go because of the fact now you're taking away a guy who scored 20 a game. And how's that going to play out? So to me, no, it's not about Z's this year. If Bogdanovich was healthy, I suppose you can argue that. But he's not, so you're taking a real significant piece out of the lineup so, and the good thing is they have eight games to adjust. So these eight games, for the Jazz anyway, have a level of importance that I could argue most of the teams that are in the playoff hunt don't have. Question of the morning, what do you expect for the Jazz in these eight regular season games? What qualifies as success? Calvin says not dropping to a lower seed. 
Okay, well, they're in the four spot right now. They've been in the five spot three years in a row, and they won two of those three series. If you were told right now they were going to drop to the five spot and then win the series, wouldn't you take it? Take whatever seed if they're going to win the first playoff series. Well, you could tumble, though. You can drop by a game, or you could tumble. There's a difference in those two distinctions. So potentially dropping seeds could be catastrophic depending on how it is. If you're one and seven, yeah, that's really bad news. And you drop, you really tumble in the seating, well, that would indicate that they don't play well without Bogdanovich. And no matter who they're matched up against of the eight teams, they really have a, a slim chance. So I would extrapolate upon drop in seating because that could potentially be disastrous. Well, they are one game in front of the fifth seed in fifth place Oklahoma City Thunder. They are also one game in front of the Houston Rockets. Those two have identical 40 and 24 records. So five and six are right there. It's two and a half. A tumble. It's two and a half games to the Mavericks, who are seven. Now, two and a half games in eight, that's, that's quite a fall. But I guess if, if you go three and five and they go six and two, they caught you. Well, there's a lot of projections that have that very thing happening. And then you're seven, and you're probably getting the Clippers. Maybe the Nuggets, but probably the Clippers. And you're back. We'll have a form of March Madness, one and done. If you go three and five, drop to seventh, and draw the Clippers. No one would be labeling that success. Exactly. Richard says, uh, I'm just happy to be here. Richard's just happy there are eight regular season games. Well, that's the initial thought, but now that we're here, it's about the results of the games and how they play in the game. So, yes, that was leading up to it in April, May, June, most of July, but we're beyond that to me now because they are here. And ultimately, yeah, if I have to go dig ditches, well, I'm happy to be alive. (laughs) So... Uh, I get that point, but I've moved past that because here we are. Shane says, not hearing stupid fans saying things like, we need to give them time to gel. What BS? He got some thumbs up and giggles for that, the laughing emoji there. I'm not sure that fans really say that. I think that's a lot of in-house media who says that. You know, we, we come up because we love them so much that we have to assign reasons as to why they lose, not, well, they didn't play well enough. Well, yeah, but there was extenuating circumstances, so really, it really doesn't count. You know, you go to the first tee, and a guy says, oh, man, this is only my second time playing this season. What he's saying is, I'm going to suck. And here's my excuse. Right? I mean, that's what he's saying. Build it in right there. Right. I'm not very I, good. Set the bar low. I might need you know, my back is my back's really been bothering me the last couple of days. Well, then go home. You're here, and all that matters is how you play. Do you want an excuse? All right, good. You've got an excuse. Great. There's your excuse. The schedule's too tough. Conley had to take a different drive to work. I mean, that was about the most... The most <laughs> you really didn't want to hear about a player's yeah. commute. You're making $32 million a year, and I know it's not about the money, blah, 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 blah. blah. Well, suck it up, man. Get a, go and make the route. Take the route 100 times before you have to take it for real, before the first practice. I don't want to hear it. Is this a results-oriented business? How would you play? 
I don't care what your point differential is that should reflect that you have more wins. Have more wins. I don't want to hear it. What This is bottom line business. Did you win? Did you lose? You know, if you want to go junior high in high school, and maybe it's more about the wins and losses, okay. But as far as this other stuff here at this level, did you win or did you lose? Not, oh, well, well yeah, it was this. Yeah, great. You're, you're a great guy. I love you. And you can run for Senate and you're this and that. That's all nice and great. But did you win? This is pro sports. This is what it's about. Braden says, play all eight games and stay healthy and I'll be happy. It's a low bar. I think they're going to play eight games. I guess the staying healthy part, you just never know. Uh, you but, can't control that, though. Land on some and, guy's foot and yeah, it, it It's interesting that if the other guys have the injuries, you don't care. But you have them. Oh, wow. Yeah, it might even be not care. It might be happy. Don't want to say it out loud. It doesn't well, look of course. Good, but, yeah. Hey, all right. This guy's out. I mean, we don't talk about injuries, but yet Utah in the bowl game. Well, we had this guy missing. We had this guy missing. We had this. Wait, wait a second here. <laughs> so It's not about the injuries. <laughs> and they did. They had a bunch of them. I get it. But. Did you win? Did you lose? DJ and PK, hit us up on Twitter, David DJ James. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Craig Bowlerjack is here. We will pose this question to him coming up at 8.30 this morning. Right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. David Locke, play-by-play voice of the Utah Jazz. I like Mike Conley. He's had some great stretches. What have you seen from him in these scrimmages? Well, he's quick. He looks assertive. He looks comfortable. He looks great. You know, he's just been a little nipped all season long. He didn't have a health-free offseason, from what he told me, coming into camp. So I think he might have had his health-free offseason just now and coming off the way he had been, you know, careful handled by the Jazz during those last two stretches, and he's played those 11 games. That's enough to put you at peak performance. So he might have been at his healthiest point when he came out of this, and that might be why we're seeing him play at this level. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, brought to you in part by Action Plumbing. Heating and electrical. Spring into action now. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call action today at 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. Getting a lot of feedback on the Utah Jazz. The predictions. The expectations. What makes for eight good regular season games for the Jazz? How do you evaluate these EA games? What do you want to see? How do you define success? Sterling says, because we're missing bogey, and because there essentially isn't any home court, any seed that puts the Jazz against Oklahoma City. He wants the thunder again, and he doesn't care what the numbers are on the teams that lead to that. Right now, Jazz 4, Oklahoma City 5. But as we pointed out in the last break, four, five, and six, three teams separated by one game. It's pretty tight. Anything could happen. I would want Phoenix. <laughs> Good thought by you. 
As the 13th and final team invited from the Western Conference to the bubble, you are not alone in wanting Phoenix. But Phoenix isn't making it, and if they do, they'll be make it as the 8th seed and play the Lakers. So you're not getting Phoenix. Oh, well, if I could have my wish. Phoenix, San Antonio, Sacramento, New Orleans, Portland, all chasing Memphis. And maybe one of those teams will get to play a two-game series with Memphis, and they'll have to sweep it all for the right to get the Lakers. I hope that is uh, more drama and intrigue, so I'd like to see that. I mean, and you're right, all for the right to probably get swept. But nevertheless, it would still be entertaining uh, to, to, to watch. You know, it's like a, a 16 battling a, a one seed and making it competitive, and then they lose. Now, it's happened once, uh, and then they probably lose the next game anyway. But for that moment, or if they're in that moment to, to win that game, you know, we know it just – they they flick on the, the the March Madness crew television people go nuts. You feel the tension in the arena. That would be fun, even if it doesn't matter. But as far as the Jazz goes, I'm not sure that I I buy this seed is better than or not seed. I guess seed if it leads to opponent, which obviously it does. So if you use seed, you're really using the word opponent instead. So right now, I need to see these next couple of weeks. Because we know within the within the realm of realism who the teams are that they could be seated against. I want to see them play before I and more, most especially I want to see the Jazz play before I say, "Well, this seed or meaning this opponent would be better than this opponent over here." I don't know that yet. I won't get. I want to wait because the Jazz are going into it. Bogdanovich was he only missed a couple of games. Biden yeah, and they got lose. smoked when they played the Lakers without him way early in the season, though. Well, yeah, that was before that was they picked up Clarkson. Second or third Conley game, was it? struggling. Yeah, but because he's been so healthy, there aren't that many games to look exactly. at. Exactly. So this is a major situation. It's a major development relative to the team. So I want to see stuff before I say, oh, man, I want this team, I want that team. I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach on that until – Maybe even maybe through the weekend, you know, maybe when we come here Tuesday morning, because they will have played three games by then, maybe we'll have a much better idea of how they look. Well, we'll have a better idea. We will have seen more. But the thing is, if they're struggling without Bogdanovich, are we going to come in and say, oh, well, you know, they got three games, so they got, Quinn's got five more games to tweak stuff and adjust stuff. Uh, it would be true, but it would seem like a reach sitting here right now. Now, I don't know what they're going to look like and how, you know, where are they going to lose three games on shots at the buzzer or are they going to lose three games by 20 points? You know, even, even if you knew the wins and losses, you'd have to know that before you could really evaluate it. But if they win, are we going to say the same thing? Well, these other coaches are seeing Quinn's wrinkles for the first time. Give him a little time. What is the next five games going to tell us about how other teams adjust to the Jazz? Uh, maybe so, but I think in the end, talent is the most important thing. I'm not downplaying, or maybe I am to an extent, but not blowing off coaching and adjustments. But I think talent, I'd rather have talent and you make your adjustments to me, but I've got the talent. So how is this ball club going to play? I'm, I'm going into it which, you know, this is only like the fourth time I've ever said this in my life, but I'm going into it, into it optimistically. And <laughs> what were the other three? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> uh, the Rose Bowl when ASU was undefeated. 
No, that was like, you got to be kidding me. Are they actually going to do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that just because uh, at that season they had so many dramatic come from behind wins. And that's why that one was uh, so, it was like it, it caught up to them because they had a come from behind loss right at the end. So, no, that was, that was a once in a lifetime. That, that was like maybe uh, when I covered the Final Four with Utah when I was working for the Watchdog, figuring, yeah, there's probably little chance I'm going to get back here. That's why I bought about $900 worth of souvenirs because <laughs> I knew. Particularly, oh, I bought all the souvenirs on uh, Saturday because I thought I was coming home on Sunday. And I wish I would have waited because Monday afternoon, man, stuff that was 250 bucks was all of a sudden 50 bucks. If I would have known, I would have waited, and I would have bought twice as much. <laughs> so uh, I don't remember the other two times. I actually, I always thought I could do radio. I always felt like I could do this. And all, in, in all sincerity, it's one of the few times that I thought, man, I'm, I can be good at Somebody gives me a shot. I can do this. And I really had no doubt that I could do it. I felt like, and I always felt, even my internship in college was in radio. Now, there was just segments of sports radio. There weren't sa- uh, stations. Right. I, I've, I've told this many times. As sports radio ran from 10 to midnight on uh, Monday through Friday. And I had a job where I worked at Phoenix Parks and Rec, and I would have to drive to Tempe. And so it was about a 40-minute drive, and I got off work at 10 o'clock. And so for like two, three years, I would listen to that. And I thought, man, this is just awesome. This, I can do this. This is what I can do. And so I, I worked, I worked, I subbed, I changed vacations to have opportunities to sub, sub with guys like you and Gordon and whomever. Oh, my gosh, I kissed Locke's butt so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I remember subbing with you. And I remember all I was, I was used to, because like you said, when, I had, when I'd been doing radio in Santa Barbara, it had been three-minute updates on a news talk station. You know, every half hour, sports at 15 and 45. And then whatever it took to get from the end of the news to whatever game we were carrying or whatever the next talk show was. So it'd be half an hour because the news went till 6.30. So usually it's a half-hour show, but sometimes it was 45 minutes to a Dodger pregame show at 7.15. Well, that's just not the same thing. And I usually did it by myself. You have features, you have a taped interview, whatever. And so I was really, I really got used to doing shows with Gordon. And you ask Gordon, you throw some point out, right? And there's some topic. Well, when Gordon makes his point, it takes like three minutes. And you came in, and you had these short, punchy, like 25-second takes. And all these things we're going to talk about. And we're like eight minutes into the, a 20-minute segment. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is different. <laughs> but now it's the normal. Has been. So, yeah. I had I had optim I had optimism that I could do it. I'd like to think that. Yeah. All right. Well, proving this and that, and then two more. All right. Well, I have I have optimism for the Jazz going into this these eight games. I, I really do. I I think they can they can win some ball games. I don't think it's going to be a disaster. All right, DJ and PK. It's ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The Zone. Uh, John Canzano. We've had him on the show. Writes for the paper in uh, Oregon. Oregon Live. You can find him online. Canzano. Uh, amid crisis, Pac-12 signed agreement to fund news coverage from LA Times. Yikes! <sighs> can the Pac-12 ever get it right, PK? 
Can the LA Times well, get it right? This, this, <laughs> from the journal, I don't blame the Pac-12. If this is true, and Yach just told me about it in the break, and I'm going to look at it right now. Yeah. And if this is true, the headline this is outrageous. The headline is not a perfect fit for no. the story. Nonetheless, there's a red flag going there's up. There's a hundred thousand dollars potentially at stake. There's a yeah, which no. Uh, we'll get into that. All right, we'll get to this next. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.